coming up on Guys Talking Sports. Guess what? I am back, and we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the Major League Baseball playoffs that's going on right now with the Nats advancing into the next round. We're also going to talk about the, who our predictions of who is going to actually make it to the championship series, the World Series. So we're going to talk a lot of MLB. We're also going to talk a lot of um, NFL as well. Antonio Brown. I'm following the grievance now. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about Vontae and his suspension for that big hit. And we're also going to talk about other things that's going on. We talk about a little bit of the NBA as well. We talk about the diss tracks between Shaq and Dame Dollar. And we talk more diss tracks out there. Are they ranked as one of the best diss tracks ever assembled that's out there? And we're going to talk more about that. My co-host Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross join me out. Quarrels on Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. And guess what? I am back after a three-month assignment. I mean, a three-week assignment, you know, just playing, you know, just interviewing a lot of people, just getting caught up in the world of sports, asking the tough questions to all the sports stars that are out there. But without further ado, I got a lot to talk about. Um, We're going to get caught up. I got to get caught up in the mix. So without further ado, let's get started. I'd like to introduce my co-host with me, Adrian Ross, and Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross. Sorry about that. Mixed up the names. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Man, the excitement is real. <laughs> Man, so exciting. Mixing up names. Yeah. <laughs> mixing up names. You're mixing up weeks to months. <laughs> I'm mixing up everything at this stage. I don't even know where to begin. Um, so let's get right into it. We got lots to talk about. So let's talk about what's going on right now. Um, let's talk about what happened last night, as a matter of fact, with the Nats, Washington Nationals beating the Minnesota, I mean, the Milwaukee Brewers by the score of 4-3. So let's get right into it. Um, kind of thought that Milwaukee had it in the bag until, of course, the seventh inning when everything started to fall apart. So let me get your thoughts. Did you really think that the Nats had it in them to come back from the three-one, I mean the three-one, three-one deficit, three-zero deficit, I should say, to win this game and to move on to the playoffs. Uh, just like uh, I think baseball is probably one of the more unique sports where you know it, it takes one bad bounce or one lucky break, and it just seems like the fall, like the wheels just fall off. And that's what I kind of experienced last night, you know. Uh, Milwaukee brought the closer in in the eighth. He shut down the first two batters. Next thing you know, he gave up a walk. He gave up a bloop single, another walk, and then Soto came and hit the hit the. Uh, I want to say it's a double with an error. I'm not sure if they gave the right fielder error or not because it kind of uh, skipped him as well. I don't think Yeah, I don't think they gave him the error because it just kind of like blew past them. But they gave him a solo single to the right. Ah, yeah. Well. Tell you, man, those are the breaks. You know, you, you don't see those sort of things. Uh, you might see a collapse in football, you know, as a monumental collapse, but it just, like, the air was like, you know, Milwaukee was just full of hot air. Everything was going great. Going great. And the next thing you know, the, the balloon bust and all the hot air came out. Their demeanor changed, and they're just, like, in shock. And next thing you know, the Nationals are just coming in on the ninth with uh, one of their better uh, bullpen guys. Close that door. 
one minute your probability winning was like 90 plus percent in the, in, in the top of the eight. And then all of, you know, then you kind of just goes downhill from there. That's why it's like in baseball, the game ain't over to that last pitch, that last strike or that last out. So you got to give credit for Washington for, you know, just kind of staying the course and not getting too rattled and getting too frustrated. Because when they had the opportunity, they made the best of it and came out, came out victorious. Yeah, I'm down with you, man. It, it, it was – I was looking at it, and to me – and I think even the crowd inside the stadium intended that the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the Brewers about to take that game and the Nats are going to go home with another loss <laughs> right. on on their record. Um, like you said, it was in the eighth. I mean, um, you know, Solo singles to the right. Uh, Grissom was actually was been, you know, for his rookie year, had been pretty solid all year. And um, – the ball took just a bad angle, um, kind of popped to the right a little bit. He was running up on it. I think he was trying to run, catch, and throw at the same time to at least, if not catch the guy at home plate, to kind of stop the bleeding before the guy got got to third. So it can at least be, at, at best, um, maybe 2-3 two, two, or tied up to 3-3. Three, three. Right. But uh, – he came up on, I think, a little too fast. I think he misjudged it. It popped a little bit to the left, and, um, you know, he blew right past it. Stevenson scored. Then um, I think it was Taylor scored right after that. And um, before you know it, like you said, 3-1 with the 4-3. And uh, it felt like it felt like to the um, to the Brewers, it was like the air just got deflated right out that team. And it was really shell-shocked when I saw the highlights this morning. And it was just – you can see it on their faces when they got that. It was just like, what the just happened? <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. And it seems like when the air was being let out from there, it seemed like Washington fans started it started to grow. And they started to grow. Um, it, it seemed like though it transferred. The loss of air from there went to the Washington Nationals. Um, but I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I kind of felt bad, <laughs> like him being a rookie and everything. But – you know, people were saying, like, at this stage, you know, with these one-game play-ins, you know, you never know. And like you said, Ace, it does, I mean, it's not over until the last inning, I mean, the last out of the last inning. And you never know with Major League Baseball with these playoff games. But let me ask you a quick question. Ask both of you guys a question. With these one-game playoffs, do you feel as though that maybe it should go – maybe a little bit more than just the one game, maybe at least three games, or you think that maybe, or maybe they may shorten the MLB series. Cause that's what I'm, the rumblings I'm hearing, like shorten, not the series, but the, um, the regular season to include maybe more of a three game series instead of a playing game series. Uh, at least that's from the talks that I'm seeing hearing on mm -hmm. sports um, radio. So I just want to get your opinion. Do you think they should keep the one game play in and, um, keep the status quo, so to speak? Or do you think that maybe they should eliminate some of the regular season games and put a little bit more emphasis in increasing it to a three-game um, playing spot? Personally, I kind of like it the way it is. Um, you know, it's that, it's that winner, you know, winner go home mentality. It's like, Regardless if you play one game, a, uh, a three-game series, or a five-game series, or a seven-game series, if you make the playoffs, you're still going to get some sort of a playoff check. <laughs> <laughs> so players are going to get paid regardless. 
Um, of course, they would always like to get more money. Of course, uh, Major League uh, Baseball owners would like to get more money through the have more games and whatever. You know, personally, if, if it's a scenario, I, I just like the sudden death feature of it. Uh, you know, it's like you come in as winner, go home, and you bring your A game. It's like, you know, just like last night, you know, Scherzer he pitched a good game, obviously. He only gave up three runs, but then, you know, they were like, the hell with this, I'm bringing in Strasburg. You know, we're bringing in the number two to come in here because the game is just that vital. I mean, it's, you're playing chess at this point. You know, it's like – you do what you got to do to advance, and then you worry about whatever else after the fact. And I kind of like it. Not to say that a three-game series wouldn't be okay, but if that's the case, uh, I don't know. It's, it's either, I, I doubt they're going to sit there. I mean, I guess they could shorten the season, but personally, I mean, baseball is a little bit different than, say, basketball or, or football or even hockey, you know, Football and football and hockey has that physical physical aspect to it. You know, basketball is just a lot of constant running and moving. Baseball is a lot more slower, so I think that's why they play a lot more games. Um, but I like I like the 162 game format. You know, I said it before and I say it again. With baseball, you have to understand it's a defensive sport. It's not meant to be offensive, and until people can sit there and understand that then they don't truly get baseball. So I kind of like the status quo. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And no, they don't need to change it. I mean, the season is already long enough, for Christ's sakes. I mean, you're starting in the beginning of April, and then you join in at the end of September, beginning of October. Even if you want to, in theory, shorten up the season by a week or, you know, chop off a couple of games, nobody wants to give, give up a game check, A, and B, I think, like you said, it has that March Madness kind of feel. It's like, you know, when you get in. Um, so it makes it a little more exciting. Uh, I mean, once you get to, you know, you know, the meat of the playoffs, then it can kind of get a little bit boring depending on how series kind of plays off and you get your, you know, four-game or seven-game series. But, no, I think the, the one game is exciting. It shouldn't change it, in my opinion. Um, it's one or go home. It's March Madness. It was like – you know, on, on any given Sunday, you know, but you have to bring your A game. No, right. now a side effect, if you throw in all, you know, <laughs> the, the pots in the sink, per se, um, just to get that one win, and you do get that win, and then you have to go into the next round, you know, how much, you know, gas going to have left in the tank because you have to throw it all on one game. But to me, it's just that it's just that exciting. In my opinion, I think that you shorten up the um, – this the series um, throughout the playoffs until you get to the World Series. I think I think this series. I, I could be wrong. I'm gonna check. The, I think the divisional series is a five game series. I'm checking now. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I believe it is a five game series. Divisional series is a five game series. It could be, um, but to get back to your question now, no, I don't think you need to to change it. it it's it, it's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I to be honest, I agree. I, I it just puzzles me the fact that people were even bringing it out there. So my question was just to bring it out, 
since somebody else brought it out. And then there was talks, at least around where what I was listening to in some sports um, radio was saying that that's something that they should consider and something that they was agreeing to. And I, for the life of me, I still don't know why. I, you see the level of excitement it was last, I mean, this last, um, last night's game in regards to the Nets and the Brewers. You saw how the anticipation was. Even when you thought it was all over before, you know, like you said, you never know. And it could just turn around like that. I bet you people that was, that thought, you know, saw the um, Brewers winning, um, three to zip was like, it's already over, went to bed, then come to find out, woke up the next morning and found out that the Nats won. So that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, what I'm saying is, is that you never know in this league. And that one game playoff format, it kind of works because you get people that is even a casual fan to tune in to see what is going on and pay attention a little bit more to see who will actually win this game. because when it comes right down to it, even the favorites can sometimes lose a game on a one game. You know, there's always, it's just like with the um, March Madness. Even the favorites, the number one seeds can easily be upset. The higher seeds can easily be upset in just that one game. So I think it brings a level of anticipation. I think it brings a level of excitement that, to be honest, is sometimes missed. And it gives the, even the casual fans something to look forward to as well. Yeah, but just like in March Madness, you know, you get those early rounds where it's like, you know, you catch a team that just happens to have a style that just, you know, you can't, you can't anticipate or just like I say, style, style makes matches in boxing. In the beginning of the March Madness, you get those teams that catch maybe a, 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 a number two, a number three seeds, you know, slipping. But by the time you get into like the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, you know, usually the teams that should be there to have the better teams are usually the ones that that outlast everybody, and you kind of get the teams that you know are at least cut it above the rest. But <coughs> one games when you get in, man, it's you know it's all hands on deck. Yeah, um, and just to say, you both are correct. It is a five game divisional series, so to make now, it three. <laughs> I th- I think it's good, you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm currently I'm I'm straight with the with the format. It allows uh, four teams from each division to make it in each uh, each uh, conference, American League and the National League. You know, four representatives. So keep the status quo. It's the best time of the year for for uh, for baseball and fans and. You know, this is where the uh, this is where the cream rises to the crop. Re- re- I'm sorry, the cream rises to the top. You know, so I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that my bronze bombers can uh, take the the first series against the Twins. It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, was everybody back even playing? Because you guys is like you know a revolving door of walking wounded. And that's why I believe that that Boone should be coach of the year. You don't you don't have that many hurt that many starters that many stars hurt and still win 103 games, you know what I'm saying? So it and and the pitching being suspect, <laughs> not like they had lights out pitching. <laughs> well, they about to this is about to come to light now. <laughs> right. So you know I'm I'm curious to see how it all uh, plays out, and um, I'm hoping Tampa Bay creeps in and beats Oakland tonight because I like. 
I personally, I would love to see a Tampa Bay Houston matchup, and everybody's so stuck on Houston. Why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're literally the best team in the major leagues right now. And in, in baseball, it doesn't necessarily mean the best team will always win. That is true. That is true. <laughs> right now, and right now, uh, Tampa Bay is on top four to one at the um, bottom of the fourth. So, but then again, like last, but then again, like last night's game, you never mm-hmm. know. Too much, too much baseball to be had, man. That's <laughs> five whole innings to play. Ah. <laughs> uh, Real quick before we move on, um, since we're let's just stick a little bit with um, major leagues in the playoffs. Real quick, who do you have in the World Series? I don't know if y'all answered this question before um, these past couple of weeks, but who do you have in the World Series at this stage? I believe we talked about it last week. Uh, I think we kind of touched on it briefly. Um, I can't remember if we did give our picks. I could be wrong, but, um, uh, I think we did. No, I think we got to, um, at least the, um, championship series. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then, uh, uh, let me, let me, let me save that. I'm going to save that to probably down the road when it gets more closer to the world series, but let's, I'm, I'm fully capable of, giving a fan response and what I believe will be the, out, the actual outcome would be. <laughs> is that a biased fan? <laughs> I, 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 was, I was, okay. <laughs> the Yankee fan in me wants to see the Yankees to be in the World Series against the Dodgers. I hear a butt coming on. Yeah, I mean, but I, I have to be realistic and I have to understand that the Yankees pitching is suspect at best. And unless they prove a lot of people wrong, a lot of teams wrong, I think they could get past Minnesota just based off of pure offense. As long as their offense continues to click, they should be all right. Um, and just out slug and out, you know, put more runs on the board than the Twins. Um, but we know Houston, hands down, got the best rotation in the playoffs. Um, they got some of the best offensive players in the playoffs. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if you just want to talk about this on pure – Pitching and hitting and defense, yes, it looks like Houston would be the obvious choice to come out of the AL East. Um, but Houston was the obvious choice last year, uh, but Boston came out the AL East, so. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> exactly. And in NL, I, I want <laughs> – I want to say – I have to say Dodgers because obviously they have the best team in the National League. I want to say if I was going by my gut, and I wasn't putting any money down on this, but if I was just going by my gut, I think last night for the Nats was the wake-up call that they needed. And I think they have as good a shot as any because their starting pitching is about as good as it gets when you got Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin as your one, two, and three. And they got some pretty damn good hitters on their side too. So I can easily see the Nats kind of slipping by and finally getting to that elusive World Series that Bryce couldn't possibly get them to. And that would kind of that, that would probably be like the stick the craw in his in his side, you know, especially with his last little bit of belly aching when he's talking about, yeah, you can talk about me all you want. But when you bring my kids into it and the belly aching, that's just not fair. <laughs> but that's the last series that the Nats and the Phillies played in, in Nats Park and down in DC. So 
I like, you know, Bryce, it's the pretty much the same exact team minus you. And they managed to get there. And go suck eggs. And hopefully Philly can get their shit together. But if not, at least they made it. And you didn't. <laughs> not going to front. I am rooting for the Nats. <laughs> Just because of that. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm not. I'm not sure I'm going to be like the one guy that bet 1.3 million dollars on Houston Nationals to win the World Series and collectively wants to spend 10 million around the globe. Uh, even if I had that kind of paper, I don't think I would be that <laughs> confident to do that. But um, like you said, I, Houston seems like the, the safer safer bet. However, they were the safer bet last year, and Boston Red Sox, you know, got them in ass. So. I would say I would say your Bronx Bombers ace if the pitching wasn't so suspect. Um, but I, I think I have to go with um, Houston. I think I'll go Houston. Dodgers, I don't see anybody out there, whether it's the Nats, Braves, even though I think the Braves are going to actually beat St. Louis, but that's my personal opinion. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. Um, I'm being, I'm, 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 I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. Um, I don't know if the, I, me personally, I don't think, I don't see the Yankees getting past this round. Oh, oh, I, I, I really don't. I really see it's good. I think it's gonna be tougher than what people think. I, 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 I really don't think that it's gonna be like a cakewalk for them to get to the division championship. Um, I mean, yeah, Houston, I think they're going to have a run. Of, I mean, they're going to have a difficult time, too, but I think they were good there. They will persevere. I think I, I, I'm just not completely sold on the Yankees <clears throat> with their pitching. Um, they're, if they're hit, Like you said, if they're hitting, it's not hitting, it's going to be a difficult series for them to get over. Um, I, I don't want to say the Dodgers on the NL because, quite frankly, I really don't want to see them in there. Um, but given the fact that I really haven't seen anybody else yet, don't, I would probably have to say the Dodgers will make it. Um, and it's a toss up between who they face before, but I see them in the world series and I really think it's more of a toss up with Houston and New York. I, I, I really do. I don't think that there's going to be an easy cakewalk for them to get to the championship series. That's just my opinion. I, and if Tampa Bay ends up beating Oakland, I don't think Houston will have an easy time with Tampa either. Yeah. Because Tampa, believe it or not, won, I think, 96 games or something like that, 90, between 94 and 96 games. Their pitching is unconventional just because they don't necessarily have an ace. They, they, they pitch whoever they feel as though could get them three innings and then they just kind of – Mismatch and do whatever. Yeah. So I I think both Houston and New York will probably have a pretty tough time coming out of their respective uh, divisional series. But I mean, the odds makers and uh, the media, they would love to see a Houston New York rematch, especially yeah. two years ago when New York took them to seven games before they won their World Series. So they would love to see that because they would love to see that epic type of rematch again. New York and LA. Huh? I said New York and LA. That's that's what the media would love. Yeah, without question. They would love that. 
<laughs> oh, hold up. It's, hold up. Is CC even going to be in a rotation? No, he's coming out. He's coming out of the uh, bullpen. Let's think about it. Who's who's going to be the ace then? Oh, the ace is probably um, what's the Asian dude? Uh, uh, Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka probably be the uh, probably is going to be the the starting pitcher because the, you think about it, they had Luis Severino. Severino, he was hurt. And a lot of people were sitting there questioning um, what's their GM's name? I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Cashman. Um, yeah. They were all up on Cashman because he stood pat. But I, I understand now his vision. He was like, you know what? We're doing all right. We're still winning. Why sacrifice the farm to get pitching when we're going to get Servino uh, and a couple other cats back right towards the end of the season? And them jokers gonna be fresh. See, that's what we don't know. A lot of the Yankees starting pitchers were hurt, and they ain't pitched in a couple months. They've now just started pitching the last couple games here at the end of the season. You got real fresh arms right now, but that's the unknown. You know, you got if they were battle tested and did the whole season, then you kind of know, kind of gauge what you got. But because they haven't pitched in so long. But I Cashman bet on himself, and again, if he wins, boy, whew, man, those Steinbrenners need to get that man a raise <laughs> because he stood pat, and everybody was mad as shit, even me. <laughs> You're not gonna do nothing. <laughs> Your rotation is garbage right now. You didn't get nobody, and he's just probably sitting there thinking to himself, like, "We got this. We gonna be all right." And so far. He, he right so far. <laughs> so far, so far. Well, we're about to find out <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Definitely, you'll see how how right he is. Whether he's going to command a big check, or or he's going to be there's going to be so many people telling you, "I told you so." Right. And, then and then he'll be on the hot seat all all next season. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we can talk more about the MLB um, next time. Um, let's get into a little bit of the NFL. Uh, a lot foosball. to talk about. Oh, huh? Say it again. I said, I said foosball. Yeah, foosball. Uh, we have a lot to discuss about. Um, let's start with – well, first things first. Um, this whole thing – all right. I'm not going to rant or anything. The Antonio Brown situation, he hasn't filed a grievance yet. Um, he, oh, I thought he did. I thought oh, he, he did? Nine of them. Oh, he did? He, he filed nine grievances, won a $61 million. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I heard at least the $9 million from New England is pretty much something he's going to get. Yeah, that I heard. At least too. nine. <laughs> yeah, because he did play that first game. So. Right. So I could see him getting that. I could see him getting that. Um, but I didn't know he – I didn't, I thought he I, – I knew last thing I heard he was in the works of signing the grievance. So let's just get this out of the way so we could talk more NFL. So your your thought on this whole thing with the grievance and Antonio Brown, the gift that keeps on giving, as you would say, um, in regards. So give me your takes on Antonio Brown real quick. I just want to know y'all guys' take on him and uh, Baker Mayfield going on it, or going at it on Twitter, and um, him and uh, 
the uh, the safety out of uh, San Diego. I, I, I can't think of his name. He used to play for the Ravens here for uh, a couple of years. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he called, I forget what he called him. <laughs> but, you know, everybody keeps saying that, you know, Antonio Brown is going, going back to school and uh, finishes his degree, and everybody keeps going on him on his grammar. <laughs> what do you be talking on Twitter? Because... <laughs> You don't sound too intelligent. <laughs> so you would think that he would kind of not use the Twitter finger so much, but I guess when you got money, you don't care. I guess you just go and shoot, you know, spot out. Wait, wait, but here's what kills me. And I don't, I mean, but here's what kills me about that, though. I mean, we all use our cell phones, social media. <clears throat> not what we use, we use our cell phones. Um, if we're going to tweet something, we're going to tweet something. I know for, I mean, you've got to tell me that this, this guy must took the grammar or spell check off of his phone to allow some of the stuff to get through so he could, that he could tweet. Like, you know that when you tweet something and there's a grammar, uh, some type of error, grammar, a grammar error, you'll have the spell check or something if you misspell it. So what does he do? Ignore the spell check to just go ahead and fill what he tweets and I'm sorry, I'm going off a, it's completely off subject, but it's just amazing that some of the tweets that he's sent out, you'd be thinking like, Yo, don't he use like the, the grammar or spell check on the phone to make sure that the words come out is, you know, how you, you know, the correct way. But then again, uh, I don't know. Maybe he got one of his kids doing it for him. Ah, okay. All right. I'm sorry, but I digress. Get back to Antonio. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, well, all that, Look, if you don't go back to school, then go back to school. I mean, if that's how you really feel and you're not just doing a temper tantrum, I'm taking my ball and going home kind of thing. Because um, I'm I, I'm inclined to think the latter. I mean, somebody's going to give him another chance. It's not going to be this year. I mean, the jury's still out on what's going to happen with that case with the um, with the one girl, which conveniently we haven't heard a bloody thing about since he actually got cut and sent home. Um, so I don't know. Um, he hasn't been put on the NFL commissioner's exemption list yet, even with the tweet to the lady, <laughs> you know, the threatening message. So to me, all this, it, it's curious. It's curious. It's, fascinating this whole thing is i mean now the grievance the oakland raiders he screwed that you know puppy himself um now i have no sympathy for the patriots they did it to themselves you knew what you were getting yourself into and as me and adrian talked last week giving you the benefit of the doubt that maybe you weren't aware of the situation where he sent the text messages to that one lady you know within a group text which was could be considered as threatening or whatever We'll give you, we'll give you that. But everything else you knew, um, irregardless of what happened with the civil suit that was coming out, you knew the kind of head case you were getting. And I guess they thought, like all the other, quote unquote, head cases that they brought over to the Patriots, he would just fall into the Patriots' way. And from all reports, when he first got there, he was. But nevertheless, hey, if he gets them for nine million, or at least some of it, because I think he'll get some, maybe not all. But I think he'll get some of it, and so be it. Um, the Oakland Raiders money, I don't think he's getting that. But, I mean, they probably told him to file the grievance, what you got to lose. Um, 
Patriots, he might have a little more leg to stand on. But as far as him playing football this season, me and Adrian had already talked about that last week. I would be – it would be it would be laughable if he played for another team this season. But I, but I don't think he will. Um, not, until, not until next season. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. With the appeals in place, I would not be surprised if he's not – if he only gets suspended maybe five to eight games max before he's back on the field. And, and like you said, and still, there's no report out of the commissioner office about no suspension, nothing coming down yet. It's been all quiet. The Very simple suitcase. Okay. What happened with that? Well, with the from from the NFL talks that I was hearing earlier, with that, um, the NFL won't technically can't um, continue the investigation because um, Antonio Brown's technically not still employed by the NFL, so it's kind of like put on like a little bit of a hold status. Like once he comes back, I think they was talking about it. Like once he's like officially with a team or officially in the NFL, um, they will continue the investigation to see how long he would be suspended for when he is officially back with the NFL. But that, I think there was some talk about, and I don't know who was saying it, but I, I I just thought it was interesting that they said it because technically since the NFL, Antonio Brown's now a part of the NFL since he was released, the NFL is like, you know, as far as the investigation is concerned, it's not really a big deal, so to speak, at this stage. So at least, that, like I said, that's from what I heard. You know, I'm going to get this last point out and I'm not going to choose my words carefully. Hmm about this I will I would hope that more emphasis will be put on this civil suit about the sexual harassment charges allegedly um, against Antonio Brown I was hoping that that information or at least the spotlight would be shown more so on that case irregardless of whether he's not on the team or not I was still hoping that that case would get more light. Um, it's the fact that we haven't heard a thing about it in over a week or so. Um, I don't know if no one's paying attention or no. I'll just say it's makes me raise my eyebrow. Um, makes me want to believe that Antonio is right, but you know you don't want to shed you know you don't want to dismiss any sort of sexual misconduct. But in the same sense, if 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 he was so bad and so wrong, it would still be making all sorts all sorts of sports headlines right now, you know. And if he would have just kept his mouth shut. You know what? He could talk his talk. Because at least when you talk, words disappear unless somebody's recording you. You don't even know what the hell people record you nowadays. But when you put stuff out there on Twitter for the world to see, it's there and it don't go away. So he just screwed himself. You know, he probably was just mad and pissed off and didn't know how to to, to show his anger or something like that. You know, you can't I don't know. He just could have went about it in a whole different whole different light. And 
he might still be playing right now. <laughs> yeah. He just kept his cool and his calm and it's just like stop letting little things get underneath your skin. Because to me, it almost seems like, you know what, if you're not going to sit there and give me the 2 or $3 million I'm asking for so I can start my business and buy my house at the same time, I'm going to stop your money flow. And that's what it kind of seems like to me. If I can't get my money, you can't get your money. Though he could have got his money if he just wore the damn helmet and <laughs> found a helmet and didn't freeze, freeze his feet off. <laughs> he would have easily had $60 million. <laughs> and you, and you, you, know, you know what's interesting about that? Because if he would have stayed with the Raiders, they would have defended him. They would have like been with him just as much as in the next person. It's like with um Vert, Virgin, Vert, Vert. <clears throat> I forgot this. But with him as well, they're defending him as well. Um, oh, Vontae. Vontae, thank you. I forgot. Oh, you don't think they're gonna release him? Oh well, let's get into that because let's let's talk about that because Vontae Dickus is um gets suspended for the rest of the year. In regards to that hit that he had, was it the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah. rest of the rest season. Of the yep, rest of the season. He's so out. for that hit that he had, so Oakland is defending him. You know, they they they're at that point where they like it's you know it's unfair. It's completely unfair that he's suspended for the rest of the year, and he is going to appeal this. So let me ask you: Do you think that it was worth this the full suspension of the year? And if you and if you don't. If you all right, if you don't, how many games do you think he should have got? Uh, I understand. Go ahead, H. Oh, <laughs> uh, do 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 this do this kind of dirty. <laughs> I mean, he ain't. You know, and Dominican Sue, I don't think he was dirty. I just think he liked to play mind games and do some silly shit. Which he never really got suspended for, but he got fined a lot. Wait, 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 wait. You thought Dominic Sue was that dirty? I think Dominic and Sue probably did things to get under people's heads and get into their mind to have them play a certain way so he could dominate. Montez Burfick now, on the other hand, this dude is just... I don't know. I mean, I saw the hit. The hit didn't look that vicious, I guess. You know, but I mean, he did leave with his head, <laughs> and you know, he just plays with a reckless, reckless abandon. You know, just, uh, <laughs> I guess he doesn't care if he doesn't get up and walk away for the next hit. Um, <laughs> you said, "I'm oh, sorry, I'm laughing," but you said, "Yeah, it was a." Eh. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't see the hit live. I, I think I only saw the hit like in kind of slow mo, mm-hmm. not super slow mo. But I mean, <laughs> the dude was kind of technically getting up, and Vontez, you know, was not like he led with a crown in his head. I mean, his head was kind of still up so he could see, but I guess his helmet went to his helmet. And I guess the way the guy kind of fell backwards with his leg kind of buckled underneath him made it look kind of bad. I don't know. But um, do I think it was a season's worth of suspension? Uh, put it like this. If the dude didn't have like over three hundred or $400,000 worth of fines that he's paid over the course of some years, 
he probably would have just got kicked out of the game and nothing would have been anything. But, I mean, they had to – I guess they kind of had to, uh, you know, make a poster child out of this and say, look, we ain't going to tolerate this crap no more. Because, obviously, they tolerated the crap for the longest time. They never suspended him. But I guess this is said enough is enough and this went out and suspended him. And hopefully that'll, that'll uh, change his play because he ain't getting paid. So mm-hmm. – We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I saw the – I didn't see the hit live as well. I think I saw the replays. And those kind of hits are so are so tight and difficult because he's coming in at one traje- at one angle, and the receiver caught the ball, and he, he made a football move. He wasn't defenseless per se, but he made a football move. He was starting to run a little bit, and he started sliding down. But when, he, when he's sliding down, he's bringing his head down you know, at the same time. So the defender is coming in with a full head of steam. And he wasn't even really coming in with a full head of steam. He was it, it he was coming, but yes, he did lower his his head. Um but the receiver was lowering his head at the same time. So it was like kind of like bang bang and it's hard to tell whether you know you know whether he saw it the um the receiver bending his head down a little bit or not, but he didn't like completely hit a defenseless player. I mean, right. the dude saw it coming and it looked like he was trying to brace himself. But then the instance he put his head down while he was trying to like, you know, cuddle up like this. And Vontae didn't even really hit him that hard per se. Um, it was more shoulder and head, but he led with the head. In any event, I'm with you, Aze. He had a lot of, bad plays in the past, but this was kind of like, all right, we got to throw the hammer at you. I don't think it should have been the full season. Maybe you suspend them maybe three or four games and say, if you do something like this again, then you're going to be out for the season. But um, but just to – and he hadn't been – I'm not sure if he'd done any other plays similar to that prior to that, but – Maybe if you give the kid a forewarning, be like, look, you know, you had these fines, you know, these past couple of years, we're having a zero, you know, a zero tolerance policy moving forward. If you do another hit like that, you know, or in that manner, we're fining you for the, you know, we're suspending you for the whole year. I'm hoping that they would have gave him at least the courtesy of that kind of warning going into the season. But instead of getting a hit, which in my opinion, I've seen hits that each place on people worse than that. And but they just like you said, Ace. He had a lot of fines going up to this year. Hell, the the hit that he put on Antonio Brown a couple of years back was far worse than the hit that um, the hit that he put on the guy from the Colts um this past Sunday. But can he can he appeal it? He probably will. Yeah, he can appeal it. Because if he can appeal it, I'm sure they're going to probably knock it down to like eight games. That's that's my that's my theory. My, that's my theory in that as well. Um, and, and the Raiders aren't exactly horrible. I think they were two and two. They're playing a lot better than people thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they're kind of hanging around and they're 500 or maybe two games above 500 by the time, you know, week 12 comes around and he comes back, that could be a difference maker defensively. Yeah, so you can understand from the Raiders' perspective why they're going to stand up for their guy because, you know, he's been a quality, 
Saquon. He, he's been a solid player for them, you know, and of course you want to stand up to your guy because you want him back as soon as possible because mm-hmm. he's a difference maker and a good defender on the field. So I can, I can stand John Gruden's position, Oakland Raiders' position. Hey, we're going to end Derek Carr's. It's unfair. We're going to stand up with our guy because they know they need him. Even though he's not a bad player, everybody in the locker room likes him. He's a good teammate. But they want their guy on the field because he can ball. He just has a lot of reckless abandonment and does some ill-advised hits. Um, <laughs> um, real quick, I think that this is more about his history. Um, and like you said, who knows? Maybe they did give him that warning the last time and this led up to this again. Um, but I think the, the biggest issue that I may have with this is the fact that there's no remorse. That, you know, it was like, from what I was told, after the hit, you know, he was all smiles and everything was all, you know, you know. I think that in seeing everything that's going on, you can't be like, you know what, I accept full responsibility. Like for something like that, or you can say, you know what, the league came down on me. You know, I'm just going to appeal the process. I just think that is the the league came down because of his history, and he does have a history of doing things. Like I'm not saying like this particular instance, but he does have that history where the league could have been like, I have my eye on you. The next time this happens, you know, this is you know this is the this is the reaction that you're going to get. This is the consequence you're going to get. And it's funny because. NFL does that on this particular hit and suspends him, but yet they don't do the same thing with Donovan Smith and the hit that he put on. Um, I forgot the other person's name um, when they ran back, but it was a straight helmet to helmet hit this past weekend. So there has been no talks about that, but yet it was always about Vontae and his hit. So I think that the leaders, league has to be more consistent in what they're referring to. If you're going to find Vontae for something like this, you got to at least look at all the other hits that, that as well. Um, that was hard helmet-to-helmet hits as well. So um, I think that this was more based off of his history than anything else. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Dennis Rodman back in the NBA when he was with the Chicago Bulls and he had such a bad reputation. He could just smile in a particular way at a ref or a player and they would just tech him up and want to kick him out. Even though he did nothing, he was just standing there smiling. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it's funny because he, it, him, Dennis Rodman, Rasheed Wallace, those guys in the NF, NBA was always looked on as the, you know, put on the referee's list, so to speak, so that if anything that they did, if they breathe funny, it would automatically get checked and ejected out of the game. So it's interesting um, in that regards. But we'll see how this goes. I think that the NF, I think that Vate is still going to appeal, and I think that you're right. It's going to be at least two, I think it's going to be at least five to eight games when it comes down to it. I don't think it's going to be the whole season. Um, but real quick before we go, um, I know that you guys will – I'm pretty sure you guys heard um, a little bit of NBA talk. I'm pretty sure you guys heard about the um, Shaq and Dame Dalla this that's been going back and forth. So let me get your quick response. I heard, I heard Shaq's. I heard Dame. Did Shaq come back? No, Shaq didn't come back. At least – no. At least not as far as, far as I heard. 
it, it, you know, kind of, you know, I'm just going to say this and I'll defer, defer to Earl, but it's like two different styles, two different genres of rap going at the same time. And I think that's why people probably won't appreciate Shaq and what he came because Shaq, Shaq brought some fire, but he brought it like old school hip hop. <laughs> no, but you be honest because a lot of the people are saying that Shaq won it without even a response that, I mean, he won it hands down. A lot of people said that, the, you know, from like the veterans, they believe that those Shaq won because he actually clicked, kicked facts so to speak, where Dame Dollar was just doing a response. So you're saying like majority of the people felt as though Shaq won it, but they could also see the young people voting for Dame Dollar for how he spit. So. Mm -hmm. Well, well, who, well who, who did the dumb diss track first? All right, I can answer this question. How <laughs> it started was Dame went on um, Joe Button. Joe Button's radio oh. show, and he was asked. Uh, who, you, you know, did he think he was the best rapper? You know, I think somehow Shaq's name got thrown up in there. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm better than Shaq, blah, 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 blah. You know, and Shaq was like, the, you know, he was like, the, the, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so that's how Shaq came out there and dropped, you know, dropped his uh, his 32 or 64 bars, whatever, however, his four minute long diss track, <laughs> which I thought was just pure fire. <laughs> now, and all I would say, I just kind of wish that the music for him was turned down just a little bit, or maybe his mic was turned up a little bit. Because it seemed like the music kind of drowned out his 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 verse or his verses. But joint was still fire. But dang, whew. <laughs> wow! Hey man, I heard them both today, man. I, I, I like them both. I have to say, Dame Dame Dollar. <laughs> I like them both. It was two different styles. Dame was, Damian Lillard's style was more the flow of how they rap today. Mm -hmm. Much more, I just want to say, current style rapping where, you know, Shaq was rapping back in his time, you know, with, you know, Can't Stop the Rain. And he wasn't rapping like he was with the Fushnikins, but, and that's taken it way back. But, oh. uh, <laughs> but it was some there was some heat that Shaq was putting in. I don't know if he I don't know if he pinned the bars himself. I'm inclined to think not, but if he you did so? he ain't really rapped it so long. But you know, I shouldn't say probably not, but I think he might have wrote that joint, man. I, I I'm I'm gonna put it like this. I me personally, I think he wrote it. I think hey. he wrote it. I would not be surprised if he. I feel like I would not be surprised if he he wrote it. Hey, look, they both brought some heat, and the diss tracks from those from the two um, from Dame and Shaq was better than probably ninety nine point nine percent of the NBA um, players who tried to rap in the past, and that's including Kobe, and that's including my man Allen Iverson, aka Jules. You tried to rap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I, obviously, it was trash because I don't. And really then know. Tracy McGrady. <laughs> <laughs> trash. <laughs> well, it, it, it was trash. What, what do you think Shaq's best verse or best track ever was? It uh, the joint he did on Biggie's night, or Ooh. I have to listen to a couple of them because that was kind of nice. I don't know if that's the best, but that was that was nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, to be honest, I would have to listen to 
a full arsenal to see exactly which one was the best. I couldn't even tell you because there's been tracks out there that I'm like, okay, I can see that. But then there's some, you know, you still got the diss with, um, <clears throat> he still did that diss track with um, Kobe, about Kobe. Oh, you mean a couple years back? Yeah. But that so, was whack compared to this one. This one he spit at Dane. This shit, yeah, that's that a, yeah, wild. that is true. That is true. This was directly no with the other one with Kobe. It just had a hook that everybody was just saying. I mean, it, oh yeah, when he had the whole crowd sitting there, chanting. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was funny. Yeah, that was more funny. So, what, what was the hook? I gotta find that. <laughs> uh, hey, Kobe, tell 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 me how my what was it. You never be, you never be better than me. Something like that. I have to, I yeah. have to. But he was like, um, "Tell me how my tell, something. Tell me how my something tastes." I don't know if it was the front or the back, but um, but he had the whole crowd doing it. Like it was. Anyway, anyway, it was it, like he he has a lot of stuff out there. So that's something that definitely need to be checked out. I can't really tell you. But I think that this one was definitely more directed and more potent than some of his other tracks. That's for sure. Um, as a diss, it was definitely directed at Dane. And I, I, I want Shaq to come back. <laughs> to do what? I want, to, I, want, I want him to come back. I want to hear him clap back. That was, that was a... To be honest, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. After hearing both of them, it really is no reason for him to clap back. Oh, and, and the chant was Kobe. You can't do you can't do it without me. Something like that. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. So you really truly believe? Because it's really it's the new school versus the old school. So you think more old school people think the Shaq one versus the new school? Correct. Because a lot of people, at least that's what from some of the people, the sports people were saying. Like a lot of old school people think that Shaq won it hands down because Shaq's. Everything that Shaq was spitting was basically facts. Like some of the stuff that Dane was spitting wasn't really completely facts. So it's like if you hear the the tracks about um, with Shaq, how many rings he wore, um, bought, like his about the credit cards, and um, you know, still went equal to what he's worth and all that stuff. It was all facts. Like Dane was saying that the only thing that Dane came out as factual was that um, Shaq couldn't win without flat. Um, Wade in that Miami series, something like that, mm-hmm. which was true. Um, but he couldn't. Win, he definitely could win without Kobe. That's for sure. Saying that he couldn't win without Kobe, I don't think it's really factual. But I think that it was just more just spit at that stage. So I think that's what the old school people were leaning towards. Like Shaq's stuff was a little bit more factual. Well, yeah. When, he, when Shaq said, "I'm in Forbes," I was like, "Yeah." Shaq, Shaq about to have his damn line of his restaurant open up in Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah then, or, the, or the line he spit where Shaq said, "I can, I, I can buy your whole team." Yeah, he <laughs> said, I already, he said, I already did. I got the Sacramento Kings." <laughs> yeah, no, like everything he was saying was all facts. Was, I mean, what else can you say? So. I guess I guess he had to. Uh, I guess he just had to respond on GQ or GP. <laughs> so, uh, well, hopefully this is not a back and forth thing. I think Dame's track was was pretty good. Um, Shaq's track was pretty good. If I had to pick a winner, I don't know. I, uh, toss up to me. Um, Shaq's a bit more factual stuff, but hell, I mean, 
it, it was both nice. It was nice to see two rappers that actually has has bars, and both of them have bars. <laughs> yeah, but I hope that one. I hope that they can come together. Like at the end of the day, like I, the beef ain't that serious to go back and back and back and back. Because sometimes I'll wear everything out. I mean, when you think about it. But um, we. I mean, I can honestly say this is probably the first NBA beef, rap battle beef that we have have I seen yet up to date. Two NBA uh, basketball players going back and forth in the rap battle. So, but um, listen, I'm real quick. <laughs> Who do you think had a better uh, back and forth beef? Uh, Pusha T and uh and Drake or <laughs> Shaq and uh <laughs> and Dane because uh I have to believe that uh Tisha, Pusha T's joint Adidon <laughs> to me uh, that was like the, the hardest diss I've heard in quite some time <laughs> going back to Nas and Ether that 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 one <laughs> That was that. That was pretty cold right there. That was just some. <laughs> that was cold, man. That was some real personal, like, oof. So much so, Drake did. Have, I don't even think Drake came back after that. He just got left alone. Uh, I don't think he did, and his team probably told him, was "Like, look, just let it go." Take that. Take that. Yeah, just let it go. Though. Take the L and let it go. I mean, if, but he, but he started it. I mean, he shouldn't have said nothing to Kino in the first place. Yeah. I uh, mean, Pusha T was was goating him in his in his own on his album, and Drake took the bait. What he should have did, and I take it back to the best person who ever did the best deflect <laughs> of a diss, my man, Sean Jay Z Carter. When he decided, it's like I'm not. I can't do this with Jazzo. <laughs> <laughs> Jazzo, Jazzo, album stores. Jazzo, Jazzo. I put my boys on this. <laughs> if he would have did, if, if if Drake would have did that, there would have been absolutely no kind of clapback <laughs> that a Pusha T could have did. He could have done it all right there by just following holes, you know, blueprint. No, don't. If if you if they bait you and you say something, you're just been benefiting them, and they're just going to use that to sell more albums. Just like Jay Z said, just jazzo, jazzo, jazzo. Stores in album and stores, album and stores. Because push it, push it, push it, album and stores. Go buy it. You know, make a mill. Go buy it. That's all we had to say. Right. <laughs> uh, now I'm gonna go back and listen to that track. <laughs> yeah, I was, saying, I, was, I was just gonna say. Now you're gonna have Ace go back and listen to that track now, all over again, for the next couple of days. <laughs> oh, I heard that. I did my, my jaw just dropped all the way. I was just like, "Well, goddamn." <laughs> I mean, you were just laughing in the car for like about a good, you know, ten to fifteen minutes. When we heard that joint. <laughs> oh, with Jazzo? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Oh, and the only other beef. The cannabis and uh, Uncle JB. Second round KO. Cannabis is better, but the fans like like L L better, and I didn't think it was that good. Which one? The the not second round knockout. Can I bust? Um, yeah. the way I did. I thought second round knockout was way better than that. However, the fans he had all the fans and the women behind him. Of course. But, 
but on a straight lyrical street the street joint, everybody know cannabis killed him. <laughs> Murked him on that. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh man. But well, we way out of time, man. <laughs> We're sitting here having this conversation because we could go another hour about <laughs> different disc battles and beef and bringing out different um disc tracks like no Vaseline and all them other stuff. <laughs> but we could because I know you gonna I know Ace is gonna be listening to bad disc tracks later on. So <laughs> without any further ado. <laughs> Without any further ado, we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Let the fella, fellas, let them know where they can reach you at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963. And can I also say, motherfuck Dre, motherfuck Q, motherfuck Death Row. <laughs> this is just going to be one of those days, like at night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thought I just uh, uh yeah, I just need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they can find you at, man. Oh man, <laughs> woo! You can find me on Twitter and Snapchat, uh, J E Ross, the J E Ross, the number seven. And you're gonna find me at church praying right now because all this is going on right now, bringing back old memories. But you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can also catch guys talking sports on Twitter, Instagram, um, social media, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. You can catch us on iTunes. We're all over the place now. So catch us, check us out. Make sure you subscribe. Appreciate all the love and support. Check us out on social media as well. Guys talking sports is on Twitter, Instagram. Thank, thank everybody, everybody for checking us out and appreciate all the love and support. And until next time, this is Guys Talking Sports. And until then, take care, God bless, and have a good one.